time once again for a certain page. Today's reading comes from the essay, What the Caves Are Trying to Tell Us, by Sam Chris. What did prehistoric art mean? What world did it come from? Theorists and academics have mostly given up on the practice of interpreting cave paintings. Most are now resigned to the fact that we'll simply never know. They prefer to answer the easier questions of when and how our ancestors produced these tableau of moving animals, rather than why. But the why is seductive. For decades, accounts have been as numberless as the animals themselves. The early hypothesis of the 19th century that these animal pictures were just mindless decoration, an instinctive mimesis of the natural world, or art for art's sake, has been abandoned. After all, it's only very recently, and mostly in the context of commodity capitalism, that people have ever thought that you can make decorations with no meaning beyond the blank and monstrous idea that they look nice. After all, what constitutes nice? In the middle of the 20th century, there was a brief explosion in structuralist explanations. The archaeologist André Leroy Gourhan, for instance, suggested in 1968 that bison represented a feminine nature and horses a masculine one, and that their arrangement in cave systems formed a map of prehistoric gender relations adhering to a universal blueprint. As more caves were discovered, it quickly became clear that they did not. One fascinating but sadly probably false theory, a schema out of a Borges story put forward by the jurist, sailor, and archaeologist autodidact Hans Bornfeld in 1994, suggests that the paintings might themselves be a phonetic writing system. Based on fairly speculative paleolinguistics, he reconstructs the Stone Age names for horses and bisons as Uma and To, respectively. The word for a horse is a, an Uma in Japanese, a Morin in Mongolian, a Mara in Old German, and so on. Assuming a consonant-based language, an image of two overlapping animals could, depending on their placement, read Timi, Tema, Tamo, Tama, or Tuma. Using his method, Bornfeld managed to translate an entire wall from the Lascaux cave complex, a stampede of horses, bison, and deer as, quote, the sun will eclipse soon unless you sacrifice the prince consort to the goddess of the moon, unquote. Within the mainstream, many theorists quietly assume that the cave serves some kind of religious or proto-religious function. Their location deep in the bowels of the earth might have brought to mind some connection with a shamanic underworld or spirit realm where the animal gods moved in eternal masses. Some elements of French cave paintings, a rhino's echoing horn, a bison with eight galloping legs, suggest that under flickering firelight and quite possibly hallucinogenic drugs, these images would have appeared to move on the walls or even speak. On the other hand, they might have been a form of hunting magic. Sometimes animals are shown wounded or bristling with spears. These gods were also food. There's a powerful magic in representation, the gift of creating the world in simulation, the ability to turn charcoal and ochre into something that is also a real horse. Might have, it had, 
might have had an effect on the horse itself. If you draw horses, do horses appear? The horse cannot represent itself in images, but then neither for a long time could humans. There are very few depictions of human beings in cave art. Those that do appear are either depicted with animal heads, as the philosopher and anthropologist George Bataille observed in 1955, the first human announcing himself to eternity effaced the aspects of the world of which his face is the sign. Or as scrawny stick figures, far less human than those charging, screaming, startlingly real animals. But we can't know if the caves were themselves particularly sacred spaces. It's possible that the Paleolithic rock art was concentrated entirely in caves, but it might also be true that caves sheltered from the outside world are simply where these images survived. It could be that the people of the Pleistocene made their entire world into a gallery, that animals charged across every rock face, that wherever the tremendous herds of ice beasts roamed, there were they were surrounded on all sides by echoes and images of themselves in a world where image and object had not yet torn themselves apart. This has been A Certain Page.